Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend. Here, your coach, your guide on the side. No Ethel Merman. Welcome to the program. Today is a show I have been waiting for for a very long time. Because we're for at least 23 and a half hours. We're talking about humor today. Uh, laughter and the power of humor and laughter to save sometimes, heal, sometimes improve, sometimes make a relationship or break it. And so think about your love. Think about your relationships. Think about your spouse. Are you and your spouse on the same page when it comes to humor? Can you enjoy a good laugh? Not at each other, even though sometimes that's hilarious. Uh, but even maybe just with each other, do you, do you, can you share a movie? Do you have a favorite date movie that you and your partner, you just love that one movie? That one movie. For me, I do have one. And by the way, we're taking your tweets on this. Twitter us at BYU Radio, at BYU Radio. Give us your answer to this, your favorite date movie as a couple. And we're, we'll give away a book uh, to, to uh, the, uh, I guess, the number one movie that we choose that comes in. Because we might get Twilight. We might get dozens. Okay, so Aaron's favorite date movie, and Aaron is in Gag to be Marred. When I'm are in you... Gagged, yeah, one month from today. You will be Marred. Married. He will be month. married in one month. Uh-huh. Holy cow! It's kind of scary. That's it's coming together. Funny. James has seen the process. I was his roommate, and so really? we've kind of from day one. Day one, he was there you, witnessing. Okay, was it funny? Because that's our topic today. No, it was actually was really, it sad? Was it tra- sad. tragic? Yeah, it was tragic. Yeah. Is it is it tragic that you're losing Aaron? Yeah. Or is it great that you're gaining a new sister-in-law-ish? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Says my groomsman, right? Yeah. Come on, back me up. So No, it's a great thing, but, you know, it's I definitely felt the effect of, you, you know, like when you're, you're like really good friends and stuff, you can do a lot of things together, yeah. then the friend gets a girlfriend, and then it's like they're dead to the world. Well, yeah. Aaron is dead to the world right now. Well, is Aaron dead to the world, or has Aaron actually found the world? And really, who's dead is you. <laughs> oh, you know man. what? I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Snap. Again, again, that's why I'm the PhD. That's a good rebuttal. But I'm just wondering, who's really dead? Well, <laughs> I guess it, it depends where you're looking from. I suppose so. Is oh, the man. glass half full, or is it actually full of garbage and junk and needs to be disposed of? <laughs> Well, now that you put it that way. No, I, and I, don't, I don't know how that metaphor works. Because neither of you are full oh, of junk man. and need to be disposed of. So, um, humor. Yeah. Has it been a big part of your relationship? It really. Let's, ha- let's give her, what's her name? Her name's Rebecca. Really? Is she that her real Becca. name? Or she is goes that by what Becca. she's going by? She goes by Becca. Okay. So her real name's her like name's Sasha. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll just Becca? say that. Becca. Yeah. And, uh, Becca, does she have a great sense of humor? You know, she is really good with sarcasm, and so is James. Yeah, that's James some, invented man, sarcasm. Man, he is good. Mm-hmm. And Matt, do you think that's okay, or sometimes can it be hurtful? Well, a lot of people don't like she gets sarcasm. Me sometimes. Does she? But I, th- I love sarcasm, yeah. and um, I think it can be hurtful. Yeah. But that's part of the fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's bad. You need to know where the line is. Yes, well, you do. Some people are very sarcastic, and they don't know when to stop, and yeah. that's where the problems arise. Well, right. And then, like, if, if, if Becca was ignoring you because you, or I guess it would be the other way around if you were ignoring Becca after she used some sarcasm on you and you didn't talk to her let's say for a week then that was probably bad yeah definitely well that would, 
and also it, a lot of times I feel that you feel like you can't have a serious conversation with them, you know, and yeah. it's just like, well, are you being are you being for real or are you being sarcastic? Mm-hmm. I can't tell because you're always sarcastic. Yeah, that's what you guys say about me is you can never tell if I'm being serious or not. That's true, well, so, especially yeah. with the Whatever. Ethel Merman. That like just like whoa, is that I, for real? Or? You know what? It's not Ethel. It's me. It's me channeling my inner voice, and it just happens to be a vibrato singing. 60s That's a good vibrato too I, you can't, know what? I can't do that That makes me really regret the fact that you didn't sing with Kenzie Hall yesterday I know yeah. If that's what we would have heard could have at least I would have loved that No, yeah. yeah A lot of vibrato Nah <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Somebody let the sheep out <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah Was that a sheep? That was um, Ethel Merman's best bleeding? impersonation uh, So you, Becca Mm-hmm Okay, first of all, Aaron, she said yes. She said yes, which was uh, awesome. Totally know? awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, whoa. Right? B, <laughs> I think we had an A. But B, <laughs> it's all right. why hasn't Becca come to the show yet? She lives uh, down south, and so I'm like three hours away from her. When she comes in, though, I'll bring her in. Yeah, no, you, you I can't humiliate her, though, Matt. I wouldn't humiliate uh, her. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a lot more worried about you. About Aaron. me? Yeah. Oh, in front of I'm her. I'm take care of That's Becca. true. Okay. Does Becca listen to the show? Does she know you're on she, the radio? You know, she does. I think today she she's doing some announcement stuff, so she can't. But she's been listening, Matt. Okay. She she likes does she? She likes what she hears, does she I like think. It? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, Becca, or whatever your name is. Yeah. Could be um, a code name. Uh, well, we wish you the best of luck in a Thank month. Thank you. And just one good thing is that there's still a month yeah. that she can think it through or... <laughs> Yeah, decided. Oh, it's not if, final. I'm yet. worth it. What if she backed out now? I'd feel horrible. Yeah, great, Matt. No, honestly, Aaron, I'm proud of you. That's great. And I hope Mike's listening. Mike, are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, so Mike, what happens here is Aaron dated Becca. Right. Uh, just one girl, not 205 <laughs> or 50. Dated one girl. And I mean, he dated others, but he then he kind of narrowed it down to Becca and then he pursued her. Okay. And boom. I've been taking notes. I mean, yeah. this is a great formula. It's, it's called, it's, you remember the Duggars talked about yeah. it? It's dating with a purpose. Minus, we're not doing the other thing. Uh, what do they call it? Dating with a purpose. Oh, yeah. It's courting. the courtship. We're not doing courtship. We don't do that. But also known as pimping. Be, be, you guys could actually just date. I'm just saying with a purpose. And maybe eventually get to the stage of Aaron and Becca. I, th- you know. By the way, talk- two biblical names, by the way. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, something I've found out, and I've talked to Mike and James about this, is sometimes you just, when you're ready and you feel like you can, you, you found the right person, you go for it. And so when you find the right person, it kind of just comes together. I always tried so yeah. hard, but yeah, and you it just kind of naturally happened when well, I didn't expect it. So Well, and I hey, think the neat thing is she's still wow. around. So yeah, that's exactly. That's half the blows, battle. blows James away. Well, and I'll just say one thing uh, that kind of backs up even more that I have a PhD in passion uh-huh. is that this all happened because of me. I mean, let's be he, honest. He took pictures. He filmed the engagement. Yes. He was there. Well, the fact that you met her oh, because yeah. of me. That's true, actually. The job wow. here, That's we both story. got hired at the same time. I moved in to be his roommate where I met her in the ward that James was already in. Did You, you didn't see this because you can't see Mike, but Mike just wiped a tear. Mike, are you okay? I think it was yeah, a tear. Or actually, this is supposed to be a happy show. He's also got pink is... eye. Yeah. <laughs> That's a oh, that might be It's conjunctivitis. Yeah. Um, so she has a great sense of humor, and you well, have a great sense of humor. She's engaged to me, so well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, would you guys have a favorite date movie? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, we love Disney movies. She loves Frozen. I like Tangled, so kind of maybe Ooh, something like that. There's you know? the tension already. The tension's already kind of... Like Frangled. 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 We get Frangled. Yeah, to be released exactly. November 2016. <laughs> 
Frangles. This summer. So, um, that's a great movie. Anybody yeah. out there in Twitter land, tweet us at BYU Radio. We want to know your favorite date movie as a couple. Favorite date movie. And again, we're going to pick randomly uh, one of the winners from any of you that tweet in, and we're going to send you out a book. And actually, we could just send out my book, Feeding... It's basically the seven basic needs of healthy relationships. That might be better than the Doodle Revolution. Um, not that that's bad because it was a great book. It just may not fit the – so we'll send out an autographed copy, not that the autograph matters, but an autographed copy. Uh, my wife will autograph it, and it's my book. And we'll send it out to you. Anybody out there in listener land, just uh, tweet us at BYU Radio. We want to hear your favorite date movie as a couple. Mine, very obviously, Rambo. Oh, uh, nice. One of the greatest nice date movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And your wife likes to watch that too? Hates it, but. Uh, <laughs> great date. Which choice. means I usually get more attention on that date. Oh, great. Because <laughs> she's bored. Yeah. And um, no, I actually when I went on a date with my wife. That's how old I am. We were in high school dating. And we you saw Rambo. And we in actually. Theaters. I can't remember if we saw it, we rented it, something, but she fell asleep. Yeah. She fell During asleep. During Rambo. Yeah. That's impressive. So I wow. love a good comedy myself. Um, Again, obviously, the next greatest movie of all time would probably be um, the. Uh, it would probably have to be Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh man, well that's, that's actually, actually a comedy. Yeah, yeah. that's a comedy. Yeah. Oh, Sean's got some. Sean, go the Poseidon Adventure. Come on, it's the perfect date movie. Why? Because Shelley Winters is swimming. Okay, that makes There's got to be sense. a morning after is singing. They're singing that song in the movie. Yeah, no, that's not it, Sean. Okay, Sean just movie. disqualified himself. Murder by Death. I love that movie. Murder by Death. Yeah, it's an it's an oldie. I think you guys really are missing good. the point Come on, of like a it's date so good. movie. It would be a movie that would be fun for the date. <laughs> it's Murder a comedy. Movies. It's a comedy. Murder by Death. Come so on. does it have to be a comedy? Because Matt yeah. likes the gruesome shoot 'em up. I guess that Rambo. works with some Rambo's girls, right? Gruesome. Oh, no? Mike's got something to say, Mike. Mike. My favorite date movie, Godzilla vs. Mothra. 1964, man, it's just you got this okay. romantic. No, you know what? Great. It's all making sense to me now. It's all making sense to me. No wonder none of you are married. <laughs> none of you. Well, except Aaron's I'm working on it. Married. I'm working on it. Do you think that's partly why we're here? So yeah. you can help us out. I think you that's help exactly us, why man. we're here. And yeah, we're I on. also see why we have this conglomeration of single men on my team. Yeah, <laughs> because we're here to get you. Married. What movie should I watch? <laughs> well, let's. We're going to ask the pros because okay. coming up today on the show, awesome show. Again, if laughter, humor, it's critical in our relationships. It's critical in our marriages. And what if you um, are somebody that. You know, you have a great sense of humor anyway. Joining us in just a minute here, Whitney Call and Stephen Meek, who are both um, involved in uh, BYU Broadcasting's show Studio C, which is a comedy kind of improv sketch show where they, they just have really classy, funny, good, clean comedy. It's, it's, it's the clean version of Saturday Night Live. And uh, Whitney Call is here, and Stephen Meek, they'll be joining us in a minute. They actually are married. And so two two comedians, basically two funny people that enjoy humor, we're going to pick their brain as to what makes something funny, how you find the funny, and really the impact, the true impact that it has on our relationships. Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the importance of humor 
and laughter in our own relationships. We'll also be joined by a few uh, cast members from Studio C. Whitney Call, Stephen Meek. They're up next. This is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Joined in studio by, uh, I think, BYU Broadcasting's, um, let's just say, first couple. First couple. (laughs) First. You're the only couple I know that is on air and married. So let's introduce you. Whitney Call is joining us. Stephen Meek, married. Studio C. What do we call them? Writers, actors? Writers and performers. And performers, actors. actors. Um, Again, if you've ever, you don't, you haven't lived until you've gone to BYU (laughs) Broadcasting and seen Studio C clean. But it's really, it's really Saturday Night Live quality, I think, hands down. And I'm, I'm a connoisseur. Oh, good. So you're not just saying that. I'm not just saying that. (laughs) I really love it. And I also, I love Saturday Night Live on the clean side. I also, and I'm dying to hear eventually what you think of Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah, because he's a know, fun guy. I mean, that no one can ad lib better than him, True. except for you two. <laughs> and um, but joining us are again Whitney Call is a writer, performer for Studio C, Master of Fine Arts. Hello, hi. You married a Master of Fine Arts. <laughs> I did indeed. Wow. <laughs> um, Brigham Young University. She currently teaches comedy sketch writing class that she established in the theater media arts department. From twenty or two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, Whitney wrote and performed in BYU's premier sketch comedy troupe, Divine Comedy. She hails from Portland, Oregon. She loves music, art, long walks in the rain. <laughs> I added the long walk. Long walks. You just like the rain and, and a little Tillamook ice cream. Oh yeah, really? Oh, we we yes. bought Turkey Hill ice cream last night though. Was so it the same? Was it no? Did not it impact nearly. her? No, not at all. <laughs> hey, and then here's the so that's Whitney. Whitney, welcome. Thank you. No, and then Stephen, how come there's no information on you? I have no idea who wrote this up. Well, but they, we couldn't find any <laughs> anywhere in the building. Is there? Are you on the w- witness I'm, relocation program? Yes, I am. Because you there's have nobody, said my name. nobody. Knows, oh, sorry, Stephen Meek. It's not Stephen Meek. Is an actor for Studio C, but you studied international relations at BYU. Right. What else do we need to know? Your favorite ice cream. My favorite ice cream. Wit and I have actually agreed on cookies and cream as our mutually favorite it's ice cream. So if ground. anyone asks, yeah. what is your neutral ground? You'll say cookies and cream. Cookies right. and cream. Did you but guys actually have to think that through? We well, did. see, I, I love all the chocolate flavors, uh-huh. and Stephen yeah. really loves all the fruity flavors. Oh, man. So we really can't find a common ground. So, so that was So a when blessing. in doubt, cookies and cream. Cookies exactly. And doubt. Oh, tell us more. What else, Stephen? Um, yes, I graduated pretty recently, okay. just this last December. Um, I got into Divine Comedy about three years after Whitney did. So yes. my first year was 2011. Did she? Did she haze you? She did. did she, she was big time <laughs> hazer. Did she what? tape you to a She told rail? everybody in the cast that they shouldn't vote for people based on wanting to date them. Because so. that had been an issue in the <laughs> yeah. past, and I did not have feelings she for Stephen at the time. Okay. No, but kidding. then you didn't at the time. At the time, no, but. A few months after he'd gotten into the group, getting but once to know he was him a in, bit. you're like, okay, I could, I could. Well, Cause then you could use your seniority, <laughs> <laughs> the divine comedy seniority. First so pick. you were in there. Uh, talk about how you met. Well, yeah, it was. Did your solely eyes catch divine comedy? Like, when did you like know? Mm-hmm. 
This is the guy we, for me. Well, we were doing a side project probably three months after Stephen had gotten into the group. Yeah. It was for a friend who used to be in Divine Comedy. He was doing a parody of LMFAO's Party Rockin' or whatever. Wow. Okay. Uh, but he did uh, Jingle Bell Rockin' for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So we were both elves in the video. Oh, and boy. basically it was this hip-hop Santa who's- <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Is it on YouTube? Uh, it is. We're going to make won't it give private you the... okay. so we get some money out of you and then you can see If you want to look it up, just go look on YouTube under Rockin' and elves jingle jingle bell <laughs> rock jingle, rock, jingle bell rock something like that no and but so you yeah. just started doing that on the side we were doing we were doing that just as a side project and i don't know we spent so much time together in such a short amount of time that it was uh we started flirting ah. uh, what is what does elf flirting look like uh, you know, it was just ear rubbing. Yeah, you know, um, flipping your little sharp ear, your pointy ears, wrapping presents. I wrapping don't know. Oh, that was in yeah. your stockings. Did um, did it? How long did it take before it, it blossomed into elf fruition? I don't know what we call it. Elf I want to get love. away from the elf thing. I don't want people to think we've got an obsession. Or no, anything. You okay? He wasn't an elf. But what, did you date months? Uh, that's a complicated that's a question. Uh, we... We're going to give you the Oh, we're on to it. We're on to something. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. Okay, the true story. Yeah. We we started hanging out more and more. And then um, during Christmas break, I was here in Utah with uh, my family. And Stephen was going up to Idaho to visit some family. But he came back uh-huh. in the middle of the break. He and forgot so I said, something. You know, I like to kiss my heart. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> That's romantic. So we, we watched a movie together. And what we, movie? What movie? Um, it, 27 Dresses. No. Good. Keep no, it was, it was a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, <I hate> <laughs> um, it was a it was a good movie. Rambo. Something like that. Son of Rambo. Was, Some... it, was it a gun movie? Was it a... a oh, no. It, it was lovey-dovey Christmas was time. It? Yeah, it was it? It was Love Actually, but... The edited version? The edited version. The edited version of Love Actually. So it was cleaned up. It was cleaned up. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we kissed, and then right after that, I realized... I don't really know this guy super well. You're kissing a guy you don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew That's him. That's MO. I just didn't know if I liked him. Yeah. So I had to clear I mean, that up. you liked him. You just didn't know if you liked him. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I cleared that up a little bit. I, I texted him right after he left, just saying, hey, what did we let's just take do? this slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of like the takeaway in cells. That, well, did that make you want her more? See, that's the funny thing that's is funny I thing. actually ended up wanting him more after that and thinking, okay, I'm ready. I want to do this. This is good. It, but it was Steven's turn to realize whether or not he wanted to. Steven. I know. These things happen. Dude. I was young and she was right my wild there. She was right there. <laughs> and um, she, the funny thing is that we, yeah, we dated for, like, we dated. I'm doing quotation yeah, marks. Air, air quotes. Ne- near the mic. Um, dated for a little while, but it just wasn't. Going anywhere for me, you, I, I just wasn't. Feeling I was on a steady incline. Like it was yeah, clicking. you were you were soaring, and he yeah. was like, "Huh?" It's like huh. almost like I don't know. You had you you needed to overcome one more thing, maybe yes. another kiss. No, I really did. Um, <laughs> well, so we we were dating, kind of. The funny thing is that on Valentine's Day of ah. so this is 2012, right? Yeah. 2012 Valentine's Day, I got her some strawberry. <laughs> Like chocolate covered strawberries mm-hmm. and um, you're really building a nice up. orchid, and um, you know I was I was really nice and we were um, we were gonna do a little Valentine's Day thing, but 
Whitney, you can you can take over here. The if you thing want to. is, we were not going to do a Valentine's Day thing because I wasn't sure that he wanted to date me. Well, now you're ticked because you your heart was soaring. Exactly, and he's plateaued. So I I, plateaued. I didn't think we were going to do a yeah. Valentine's Day. So I figured, you know what? Why don't I save us the awkwardness? I'm going to really end things right yeah, now on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Well, that was her thought. She was closing it down on Valentine's Day. Because I thought I'd spare him the awkwardness of trying to do something couple if he didn't want to. But he already bought an orchid. I didn't know that. And so then he gives me the orchid and the strawberries, and I think, okay. There was still time to stop. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured I'd already been acting awkward the whole time we'd been together that evening. So I thought, he knows I'm going to break up with him. I just need to go through with it. So I did because oh, we weren't actually dating. Boy. This is the important thing this we need to remember. No, we weren't actually dating. I we just weren't said, dating, let's but, not try this anymore until you're ready. Oh, but you, holy cow, you had bought her an orchid. And <laughs> those are pricey. Those man. are so, that's one are of the most they? expensive flowers. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going to, you only bought her one, but you bought her one. I bet yeah. it was huge. No, it was, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a showy orchid. It was it. It, but then were but, you were you like saying, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going well, no, to try. I was still no, trying to figure it saying, out. Okay. This is something nice to do because it's Valentine's Day. I still don't know <laughs> I where I am. show that yeah. you mean something and to me. And then you shut it down. Witness I shut it down. I'm done. Shut it down. I'm done. Take your I'm orchid. I'm an impatient person. Uh-huh. I actually, I went to dinner that night with Matt Meese. We went to oh, In-N-Out man. and just like Just the two of you on Valentine's over Day. Over burgers. Cool. Yeah. That is depressing. Yeah. But you know, see, all's well as that. Okay. All's well that ends okay. well. well maybe we're, we're here now. We've only got three minutes till we oh, break, really? but, but do okay. this. Maybe get back to where you fell in love. Yeah. Okay, that's a good story. No, it was uh, after the eight date months, with Matt Meese. Eight months after the, <laughs> the quote-unquote breakup on Valentine's yeah. Day that never actually happened. Um, eight months after that, we had still been doing Divine Comedy together. We had yeah. actually filmed our first season of Studio C yeah. together. So, yeah. He had sowed his wild oats. Yeah, he got he had, it out of his he had, well, crew. He had, he had had a few runs with other girls during this time. Oh, I don't know what that means. But anyway, I I was trying to make my own way too until I noticed he started being being sweet on me again. Did he really? Like, yeah. Like he he did he bring orchids? No, we we went out to Denny's uh, a late <laughs> night oh, dinner. Oh, Denny's. No, yeah. He yeah. would drive me home after practices. We'd talk more and more until yes. after we were done wrapping the first season. It was the night we wrapped the first season of Studio C. He decided he'd take me home, but instead he <laughs> drove me way. up to the mountains <gasps> and he kissed me. Oh, to an Andrew Bird song. Did you I don't know out? if you've listened to no. Andrew Bird. We but could pull he's one up. The most romantic. Now, by the way, Andrew the Bird, romantic. not Angry Bird. Make sure not you get that right, James. Andrew Bird. <laughs> And what was the song? Andrew Bird, we we kissed to Fatal Shore. Okay, that almost sounds wrong. I know. (laughs) Fatal Shore. But it is a beautiful song. It's got a really sexy riff, right? At the beginning, did it's, you it's really did you good. run out of um, did you take her on a drive? You just gonna hey, let's just go for a drive, and then you ran out of gas up in the mountains. Yeah, I think we actually did. We, the battery the battery died. died. That's so the oldest else trick, Whitney. Yeah. That's not true. Just so you know, we were talking for a very long time because after the kiss, I said, "Hey, you better know what you're doing because I'm not going to get into this again unless yeah. you're sure." Don't mess with me. Exactly. And, you and he did. Okay, you intentionally ran your battery out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and then you kissed her. Yes. And then when you when you were at the kissing point, did you know, I'm in? Bring I it did. on, those baby. Are, those were the words you in said, my mind. Well, I thought you were, yeah, Fatal Shore. I thought you'd like pick a line from Fatal Shore. Oh. 
No. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we can but then you it. said, I'm yeah. in, kind of in your head, and you're like, and you're thinking, don't mess with me because my heart's fragile. Right. Or fragile. Yes, fragile. exactly. And he kissed you. Mm-hmm. And was it, was it love at first? I was a little confused. I told him I needed a few days to think about it. But see, that's how you started this whole thing. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. I'm fickle. You know what? I think there's something about how you kiss, dude. About how I kiss? Yeah, because it keeps throwing her off. Oh. No, but everyone's on campus is talking. (laughs) Apparently everyone does. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a break. On our way out, though, we're going to listen to Andrew Bird, Fatal Short. Remember, this is the love music that brought Whitney and Steven together. Uh, Again, two of the great uh, writers, actors from Studio C. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking humor, comedy, love, romance, all together. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. everybody holy cow if you have ever watched BYU broadcasting you know you know I think incredibly well my my guests that we've got in the studio here uh, Whitney called no Whitney we have Whitney and Stephen by the way the only married couple I believe from anywhere in BYU broadcasting they got married on the same cast studio sees the name of the show is that true can anyone corroborate that point you're the Somebody only married couple. phone in Phone in. No I'm pretty sure that's it. Unless you've got other information, one eight five five chat chat BYU. We may not answer. Um, <laughs> but uh, Whitney calls here. Whitney is again. She likes that we always make sure that we say that she has a master's of fine arts. <laughs> well, no. I don't know why that's such a big. No, she every doesn't. time. Matt, can you please emphasize? I am an M A. Um, and then Stephen. Okay. I'm just going to correct you oh, one time. Sorry, no. and I, one time only. Okay, and I, I won't say anything down. about the M F A. It just sounds wrong. Um, and then Stephen Meek, uh, actor, um, Renaissance man, hangs out with Matt Meese when he's not dating Whitney. True. <laughs> True you guys got married on what date? What was the date? Let's, 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 May oh, good, Stephen. 24th. Good. 2013. 2013. I wanted to see a Stephen. <laughs> the Ochre Mountain Temple. Did you really? At 2 p.m. Wow. Our, our, yeah, our anniversary was just this last weekend. What, uh-huh. was the, what was the flower of choice at the wedding? Oh. The uh-huh. orchid. No. Orchids were not involved. Okay. Remember, there were those uh, little astilb. Those were in my. It's bouquet. a mouthful. Astilb. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now you're on Studio C, which now to me it seems weird. See, my wife and I have a, a very different type of sense of humor. She has her. She's more relaxed, more like not out there. Kind of mm-hmm. doesn't say stupid things. <laughs> and I tend to say stupid things that I then regret. Oh. Gotcha. You two. Do you have the same kind of humor? Do you get? Is there a lot of laughs, or is there times where you're just like Whitney, quit singing? <laughs> how does that work? A couple that does comedy for a living. Uh huh. How do you? How does that work? I think we have a lot of laughs. I think we have a lot of fun. Do you uh-huh. on a daily basis? Can you just entertain yourselves just comedically? Oh yeah. Do you ad lib off each other even when no one's around? I mean, it's not like we're you know <laughs> right, like dealing them out yeah. there, but uh, you know, I think we both get along really well with with our senses of humor and everything. I mean, just the fact that we were in Divine Comedy together and that's how we met. I think we we know each other's yeah. sense of humor really well, yeah. and 
that's kind of the big thing that drew me to him was just that he had a sense. I I honestly think Stephen is the funniest guy I know. Uh, really, and, and which is so saying sweet. a lot yes. because that is there's a lot of funny well, guys. And honestly, I know a lot of funny guys. I work with a lot of funny guys. I think just for my personal humor, yeah. Stephen just clicks with my humor really well. Oh, that's huge. Mm-hmm. But that's actually attractive. It is. And it's very throughout attractive. the show, we'll talk about. It. But it's one of the most attractive things. What about the beard? Because the beard seems like it's. Getting I think away. it's manly. Uh, oh, they're getting crazy, right? It's now. you know, I Are love you that. Are you going to go all well, out? Well, I mean, we'll start filming again really soon, so oh. yeah, it'll disappear. Gonna, yeah, because then you got to do the sketches. He's my it's mountain man in between right seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grizzly Adams. Yeah. What um, <laughs> What do you think? What What do you think of Wit's humor? Try it to is, explain it. It's spot on. To is me. it? I feel like she has a great knack for it. That's the big thing that I feel like I've noticed. Just with I trust everyone in Studio C implicitly yeah. in their senses of humor, um, and I trust Whitney's implicitly as well she she always writes very clever sketches and she? it's always really fun to work with her does she stage. ever have like in do you guys have inside jokes that only you two get like i watch scenes where you'll like go dance with someone or you'll you'll have some interaction with one of the females and i'm thinking i wonder what whitney's thinking or vice versa do you guys <laughs> ever look at each other like hmm. jealously how 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 would you say he's dancing with these women? I don't know if I've seen this footage. Oh, you haven't you seen it? No. You should. No. You should do a chip. <laughs> it's pretty awkward. No, but haven't you ever like been jealous? Like, oh, I wanted to do that scene with him. Um, I mean, you know, there's always things. Even just as an actor in general, there's sometimes where you're like, oh, I wish I could have done that because it's so fun. And yeah, there's plenty of moments where I'm like, oh, I wish I could be on stage with my husband at this moment. But you know, it was cast. The reason it was cast, and I think all of us in Studio C realize sometimes you're not the right person. Right. for the role yeah. and it doesn't you know it's not a, a mark on your your yeah. comedy or anything like that but sometimes it just doesn't work and so I've seen Steven do awkward things with other people <laughs> on stage he's seen me do awkward things <laughs> and it doesn't uh, I mean yeah I guess you're pros well we're trying to be I mean you know it's our first year of marriage we're still getting used yeah. to being being married and being actors but and working every day together mm-hmm. in season four the current season airing right now Whit and I are never matched up anymore yeah they wanted for, to be very careful about that I think they wanted it to not seem like we had to be a couple in every right. sketch oh that's brilliant because yeah. a lot of fans were pairing us together anytime we weren't on stage yeah. together people, people were, were asking why isn't Steven next to Whitney <laughs> oh, and so yeah. well it's interesting because you're not why? Why? How do they even know? How does anybody know? Is it social media? I guess social media. People actually. I mean, they know the the date we got married. Oh, they that's know, creepy. They, 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 they have access to yeah, some did. of our wedding photos. I don't know. Oh yeah, where well, they I heard get them. Stephen sold those. Oh, you that's why we got so much money I'm for sorry. our honeymoon. <laughs> did, oh, people didn't know that. This, one of the big things. I mean, I did propose at her last Divine Comedy show. Okay, during yeah. the halftime. So that was in a front of a lot of people yeah, that's and it. on YouTube now and that kind of thing. So that probably, probably didn't gave help. people that tip. Gave to, yeah. tip. Yeah. What as you think about it, teach us how kind of this works. How does Studio C work? You've got a group of people that are trying to put sketches together. Mm-hmm. How do you all how do you collaborate? How does that work? That's a job. Yeah, but it's so much fun. Is it, you can, is, does it fun. feel fun still? It does. I mean, there's always moments when yeah. you just you have to pound something out, and mm-hmm. you're so sick of a sketch by now, <laughs> but you need to get it edited to a place where it'll work for the show. But honestly, everyone in the cast is just really good friends. Yeah. And so coming up with sketches, normally 
I get most of my ideas when we're all just hanging out. I'll, I'll have something happen that's uh-huh. really funny, and I think, oh, you know, do this to that, and it, it could make a really fun sketch. Um, and so I'll, we'll usually write our own sketches, and then we'll bring them to a writer's room and collaborate on what could what could be done to edit it to make yeah. it better. But for me personally, before I ever bring it to the writer's room, I always have Steven edit it because he's, really? he's a great editor, and I always trust his instincts. So that's cool. he'll usually slash my scripts to pieces, <laughs> make sure they're cut down to the, the juicy bits. And then, oh, that's great. Yeah. Just, do, you, do you take it to Whitney? Are you a writer as well? I am not as strong a writer. I mean, this he season is. I've He's started... just not as prolific. <laughs> yes. But so you, you just get it. your little nugget and throw it out there. Yeah, and... I feel like my sketches, all the ones that I've written are very short and sweet. Uh-huh. Um, there was a sketch that I work really well with Adam on the show. Yeah. So we, we've written some stuff <laughs> together, and that's a lot of fun. It just um, brings back funny memories. Yeah. Um, do you guys – does everybody then decide which – who decides what sketch we do? Um, normally, the Jason, Mallory, Matt, and I, and then Adam and our outside writer, Dave Vance, will meet every week. And we'll, we'll be cast, you know, casting out different sketch options that we have. We'll put them on this board that says, hey, we showed them to you. These are some notes we might have. This one's not as strong as this one. Maybe work on this one a little bit less for now. And then we have another board that's like, these are all the approved sketches. This is what we have edited. It's ready to go. And so we, as a group, will go through each on board one and decide okay. whether it's ready to whether go to the ready. second board. And then if not, it just kind of stays in the, ba- the bullpen. I mean, you can keep it in your in your file just for inspiration. Maybe if you totally have a way to change it yeah. around and make it funny. But if not, you know, the easiest thing most of the time is to just scrap it and oh, come up man. with something new. Yeah. But you probably have a bunch of ideas out there. Um, I... I feel like the the well runs dry sometimes, but there always are always ideas there. Yeah. Here's a question. This just in. Uh, this was handed to me, so it didn't come over Facebook. Um, <laughs> did your breakup inspire the doorstep breakup skit? No. I so. No, I think no, Matt on, and Mallory came up with that. Oh, interesting. They were just talking about how awkward doorstep scenes are and how the man and the woman are probably thinking very <laughs> different things during that moment. But no, we had nothing to do with that one. Have there, you had a real life story vintage. happen that you've then brought into a skit yet that uh, you dare mention? What? Apparently, yes. Yeah, Steven just... Uh, <laughs> I was going to react. I just don't know... Just generally. ...how much we want to give away... I don't know what you're talking about. What do you? There's a there's just a sketch um, about Whitney. Yes, <laughs> doing something I, embarrassing. I feel so hesitant to what say is it? it now. The, just whisper. The baby be ugly. Oh. <laughs> we just just as a married couple, you interact with other married couples. Yeah. You you see a lot of baby pictures on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And there's just one baby in particular that we always see, and every time we see this baby, we just think. This baby is not a cute it's not, it's baby. It's not a cute baby. Sometimes you just got to face the facts. <laughs> we're really worried, actually, that we're not going to have a cute baby. And well, so yeah. We're well, that's a lot of pressure. Fears, I guess. But I guess. But I yeah. don't know. Has that sketch already aired? It hasn't aired yet, okay. but it's There's, it's about a, but the an name ugly of it, baby. It's about an ugly baby. It's called. Well, I named it that baby be ugly. I don't know what that they, baby be ugly. I don't know what the show is named. Oh, that is. So, <laughs> you know what's funny is everybody on your Facebook. Pages are good. Anybody that you're following is thinking, are, are they talking about my baby? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Are they talking about little That's babies? why I was hesitant yeah. to bring it up. But it really, um, it's just your brother-in-law's I don't think, baby. I, I'm not really friends with anybody. 
Yeah, that it's, it's my nephew's. You're, you're my using nephew's someone else's family as sin. But that's so funny. But it's, it seems like real life and marriage. Your first year is full, full of weird things. Oh yeah. Like you know, just where you finally realize that you were robbed. <laughs> robbed. You got like, jibbed. You got jibbed. Like what? The, <laughs> what? What happened? You used to be so nice. All those little I still moments. Feel like. But you don't, Honestly, have, you don't feel that. Well, way. our first year, it's just oh, been. Hold on. Just so you know, they're holding each other. We're holding hands. Oh, they're intertwining. They're interdigitating. No, honestly, this first year, it's just been so much fun. And I feel like Stephen and hopefully I have the personalities that are, you know, when something's bothering you, you don't, you don't have to get super mad about it. No. You just, you, you laugh figure a lot it out. about the pain, even. Yeah. I mean, the hypothetical pain that could And if it gets to be a pain. huge problem, you know, you just talk it out. It's easy. Oh man! It's easy, everyone. Is key, everyone. Marriage is so easy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right, embroider that. I put that on a meme here on out. <laughs> Marriage is so easy. Whitney Call. Um, we're speaking here with Whitney Call and Stephen Meek, uh, two of the stars. Let's just be real. Stars <laughs> from Studio C, BYU's. Uh, giving us too much credit. I know I am, but you're here, so let's just go. <laughs> They're just, they really are. They, they get it. They get comedy. They've been doing it since they were, I think, children. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll be back more with Whitney and Steven, you know, the stars from Studio C. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. There's the hoedown music. That means that <laughs> that means nice. you know it's the end of the first hour. We're wrapping up our first segment here with Whitney Call, Stephen Meek. Yes. Lovebirds, we call them. Birds of a feather. They're both uh, performers, actors, writers on Studio C. Again, Whitney Call is a Master of Fine Arts and MFA from Brigham Young University. <laughs> She really doesn't care that I bring that up. That's just funny that I bring it up a lot. Uh, and also cannot have enough Tillamook, Tillamook ice cream. Tillamook. Stephen Meek, on the other hand, has very little written about him and is in the witness uh, relocation program. Yes, indeed. But uh, was smart enough to finally break away from Matt Meese, one of the other uh, writers, <laughs> leaders of the great studio. He was studio holding scene. me down. He was holding you back and you said, I got to have me some Whitney. And you went back and you and you. You faked a car, a car problem, yeah, <laughs> and the car stalled, and then you got a kiss from Whitney. Boom, and then she had to go rethink the whole thing. She but, did go on another date after that kiss. I it had a already been date. planned. Infidel. I told him about it. That's I said, right. I wish I knew his We're name. Keep it I would call casual. him out. Yeah, well, where is I'm he now? Huh? Huh? Right? She's all yours. Right? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> okay, here's the deal. We've we've asked people to tweet in their favorite. Date movie. Mm. And one that we got that I just wanted to run by you two because it seems a little weird. But I'm sure you could help us make sense of it. My favorite date movie is Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. <laughs> My husband and I date saw movie? it opening night and loved it. That's so weird. Well, no, I am on their side, actually. Because I thought a, it was a good... Not for a good, date movie. Well, maybe not for a date movie. But is, is there any romance in that movie? I don't remember There's a romance. forced romance, isn't there? I don't remember. The, I thought it was more of like a brother-sister relationship. Has kind of. a history. And... Maybe. I don't remember it There's well something enough, about it. I oh, thought geez. it was just like, it was a fun movie. Well, that's, you know, just a lot of our BYU radio listeners, 
they're kind of eccentric that way. Yeah. And they're very into robots. Are they? It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> again, if you have any more ideas about favorite date movies, uh, BYU Radio, at BYU Radio, tweet us or give us a call, 1-855-CHAT-BYU. And uh, Whitney and Stephen will um, take your phone calls off the air to answer any relationship issues you may have. Oh, hey. Marriage is easy. That's my tagline. I'm sticking by it. You've made a meme out of it. You're going to attack me after this show. You've been married one year. (laughs) One year. Tell me uh, what you're learning. Like, what is, and you can even, this could even be serious, but what is, like, what did you wish you had known? Like, oh, great. Nobody told me that. (laughs) There's always some of those. There are, I guess. Or what are you learning about you? What are you learning about making a marriage work? Because I remember my first year was my hardest year of marriage. Uh-huh. And my, actually, my like. seventh, my ninth, my 14th. I've numbered them. Gotcha. Um, my first year was by far the hardest because, I don't know, I guess that was me growing. Getting adjusted. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of adjustment. I just feel like, I mean, because I feel like I've heard that a lot. People yeah. say first year was really hard. And I don't know. It, it wasn't that bad. We're doing it wrong. but <laughs> I think we we both are just... Awesome. I think if something really makes us mad, uh, we don't we don't bottle it up and we don't lash out yeah. and try to do things vengefully. Yeah. I guess yeah. uh, we usually try to let things roll off our back, or we just we talk about it calmly. Do you do, do you find that your humor actually helps you to do that? Oh yeah, because I've found that too. It's a powerful way to bridge yeah. it. Yeah, I think uh, laughing together is definitely a, a healing salve, you know, yeah. to a marriage and a balm of Gilead. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Something along those lines. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like this year of marriage has taught me that um, I think one of the reasons marriage is so hard that I've realized is that you have a person around you all the time uh-huh. who is reflecting your negative actions. So when you do something that you're not proud of, there's someone there yeah, who's it. receiving it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes you hurt them through yeah. your actions. And um, I think it, it gets really frustrating to see so many negative things about yourself at first yeah. that you didn't realize before. That's right. You, you had just no had idea. your own life. That's right. Oh, and that's so I, I felt very, I don't know, at first I was feeling like, man, I'm such a terrible I'm person. <laughs> I just make so many mistakes. But I think that in itself is why marriage is so awesome yeah. because, I mean, after you learn from those, you start to do them less and that helps you grow as a person. Refiner's fire. Do you, because um, too, I'll bet you Stephen doesn't even notice half of the things you actually are pointing out or you're thinking about. I'm sure about. he doesn't. I I don't know. I tend to. That's just a, it's just a relationship. I can't even thing. think of one. Wow. I'm sure you can think of a couple. I can't even think of one. Well, let's just for fun, <laughs> let's just think of a few and throw them out there. Okay. Um, yeah, let's start with you, Stephen. She is uh, almost too pretty. Oh. Oh, we're getting savvy. Oh, that is this, that's almost savvy. <laughs> Balmy. Gileadi. Um, uh, talk about working together. Because, see, a lot, as a relationship coach, I don't usually suggest that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, honestly, I don't know if I would suggest it to everybody, but for us, it works really well. Yeah. I mean, we've talked to some friends who say, we need our space. Mm-hmm. We need to have the time at work where we don't see each other because then mm-hmm. when we come home, it's it's much more exciting to be with each other. Honestly, for us, I think probably also because we worked so closely together before we ever dated, yeah. we were in this group of friends that spent all their time together, you know, which we still do in Studio C. But honestly, we – I mean, we live together and then we work together and then we perform together. <laughs> and it, on, it doesn't get old, um, I think – we're just we're just used to to hanging out with the same group of friends all the time. So we just we we linked together and yeah. kept doing that. 
I wonder well, if that might be a, a key to it, the yeah. fact that we have this really tight group of friends that all works together. Like, yeah. It just – everybody trusts each other very Well, you're also – which I think is brilliant because you now have a group of people that won't let you fail. Right. Exactly. Which is rare. I mean you're also best friends. And it, so it also seems like in a way you're more – you were more friends before you were – Lovers. Exactly. True. I don't know why I said it like that, but it just <laughs> felt me to go but deeper. Yeah. <laughs> Close. Lovers. But talk about the friendship side of a relationship. Maybe you don't have to tell us all your secrets, but we already know that it's funny. It was always funny to me how I see the system. So when one of you was in, the other was out. And then when the other got out, the other got in. That's a, a perfect system. It's almost like a- very rarely until you clashed and then the car broke down. We just clicked perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Talk about friendships and, and just the impact your friends – are having on your relationship because I hear a lot of couples that are like oh, I can't stand his friends. But <laughs> oh, you yeah. have the same friends. We do, yeah. I mean, we we have a few friends, you know, from his mission or from college beforehand. But honestly, or from prison, or from prison you know, his little stint. Revealing far too much. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Each segment now. <laughs> but really, I mean, we we hang out with the same. 10 to 15, you know, including spouses, we hang out with the same people all the time. And it seems like you get get sick of it, but we really don't. And we're always coming up with material together. I mean, everyone in that group is someone, like Stephen said, that uh, I really trust and admire. They're just, they're good people. And they're fun people, too. They're all very positive people. I think that's one of the biggest things that, I mean, you can have... I feel like I've been in groups of people where there's been a person uh-huh. that has kind of drug yeah. other people into their drama. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like crazy how much that can You don't have any of those dynamic. on Studio C. There's Come not on. a single just, person. Just throw out no. one name. Just one name. The whiner. George. George. No. Who's I've tried George? to make up a name, yeah. but I don't want to sound it. like I'm actually yeah. picking yeah. Oh, someone. Oh, George. <laughs> you mean the, the gaffer? <laughs> He's such like, a diva. Oh, he's dragging us down. Talk just for a sec about what it's like on the team. I mean – it sounds like I mean I th- like those are your friends. I guess those are that's the yeah. group you're talking about. Yeah. We even ha- we even have friendsgiving each year that is almost in place of Thanksgiving. Do you really? We yeah. do. Yeah. We get together as this group of friends and have you know, a, a second gonna, Thanksgiving dinner. Is this going to go on forever? We're hoping so. Honestly, I mean a few <laughs> of us have bought houses here in Provo. Um, I think we're hoping everyone will eventually yeah. buy a house here and settle down. <laughs> Matt has this dream that all of us will live on the same block so that when That's we have great. kids, yeah. you know, we can, you can we can just, stay near each other. And, just, it's like a compound. And our kids will it's start a, it's an intermarrying. You could have a big front gate that like, says Studio C. Yeah, uh, maybe it gets a little cultish or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> You'll <have> studio cult. <laughs> studio C stands for cult. Um, I think it's uh, – I think it's. I think Matt's the, – the whole street thing's a little weird. It's Maybe. But, but if you're best bit. friends, it's not. We all, we all nod and, and agree with him. Yeah, you just pat him face. on it. There you go, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys um, – we have about two minutes. So teach us – we always call this the one thing. The one thing. What is the one thing that is the big thing that like newlyweds need to remember or anybody when it comes to humor, mm-hmm. when it comes to just finding the funny in life? What's the one thing? Uh, just being able to find it, I think, is is the biggest thing. And like Stephen said, I think it's important that the humor is uplifting, that it doesn't drag you down. It doesn't make you feel stupid. Yeah, uh, I think because we invest so much in a kind of comedy that 
is inclusive and yeah. doesn't try to make anyone feel uncomfortable. We've really tried to take that to heart in our own personal lives. So being married to each other, obviously, we don't want to bring each other down. We don't want to uh, try and make each other feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And that should be the goal of any marriage. But sometimes you get into that mindset where you're frustrated or you're upset and you want the other person to understand how upset you are. So sometimes we take that out in, in unhealthy ways. But I think, honestly, almost any situation when you step back um, and you see it as it really is and recognize why it happened, can you can find humor in it. That's and great. you can uplift each That's other. That's huge advice. Stephen. Mine's going to pale in comparison. Um, <laughs> Eat ice cream. I was just going to say <laughs> positivity is key, I feel like. I um, Just in every walk of life now, I feel like when you let the negativity overcome all the good that you're trying to do nah. or the good energy you're trying to put out, um, the good relationships you're trying to cultivate, if you ever let negativity be the bane of those um, relationships or that positivity, then... It just, it just ends sad. It does. Well, that's why I turned to Studio C. I mean, honestly, to get away from the news <laughs> and the junk and one more shooting or one more bad event right. or one more. So it's just no. You're making an impact. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's really and nice for our our listeners, you just changed their life, whether they knew it or not. <laughs> you made them laugh. Whitney Call, Master of Fine Arts from Brigham Young University. <laughs> Stephen Meek, uh, nobody knows much about nobody because knows. he's witness on the Witness Protection Program. Stephen Meek is not my name. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jimmy. Okay, go check him out, folks. Studio C, go to BYUTV.com uh, forward slash org backslash hyphen. What is it, Whitney? BYUTV.org? .org. BYUTV.org. Look up Studio C. You'll see. They're incredible. Whitney Call, Stephen Meek, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for being man. positive and amazing and just teaching us. We're going to take a break. We'll come back more on our relationships and humor, finding the good in life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend here. Your relationship coach, your guide on the side. Today we're talking actually about a life topic. Uh, the topic of humor in your relationships. So I guess it's a relationship topic as well. Finding the funny. Again, just had some great guests that uh, were joining us. Whitney Call, Stephen Meek from Studio C. If you haven't gone and, and watched any of Studio C, you've got to do it. You've got to go find the shoulder angel. Just go find the shoulder angel. Because everyone has an angel on their shoulder or a devil. Mike doesn't have it. Mike only has angels. I'd like to think so. No, you do. I checked. That's only angels. James, tons of devils. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know which one to listen to because there's well, so many different ones. Well, aren't they all saying the same thing? <laughs> No, that surprisingly enough, they, they say different things. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, but they're yeah. all bad. They're all bad. Yeah. It weighs so. him down. That's why he has that like hunchback problem. It's bad for my back. Horrible for the back. Now, here's the deal. We've been talking about humor, you know, the ability to laugh, and laughing as a couple, you know, it seems hard to laugh on bad days or even hard to laugh amidst, amidst the challenging bumps in your relationship. But our own Maddie Richards, who we all like to laugh with, <laughs> not <laughs> at, 
just went, <laughs> has put a piece together about why laughing as a couple is so important and how you can work on incorporating laughter into your relationship. They say laughter is the best medicine, but sometimes it can be hard to find something funny about a situation. It's important to remember that as a couple, you need to incorporate laughter into your day. It can make you less stressed. It can stimulate your immune system. It increases the natural painkillers in your blood. It reduces your blood pressure, not to mention lifts your spirits, relieves tension, and brings you closer together. It can be hard to find something funny about a given situation. Lately, I've been trying to tell myself that everything I'm going through will make a great story someday. If you try to remember that sometime you'll look back on this situation and laugh, it makes it easier to laugh in the moment. Laughter is important as a couple because it brings you together and helps you bond. Whether you're in a casual relationship, a serious relationship, or a committed marriage relationship, it's important to remember that laughter is crucial every step of the way. A lot of people talk about losing the laughter and fun in their marriage after they've been married for a while. Now, I've never been married, so I wouldn't know about that. But I do know that my parents still make each other laugh after being married for 25 years. Here are some ways to increase the laughter and humor in your marriage or relationship. Be aware of the humorous moments in every day and relish them. Don't just brush them off. I am so bad at this. Sometimes something funny will happen and I just let it go. I shouldn't have said that. Forget about it and move on and don't think about how funny that was and how important it was to laugh at. Make it a habit to share something funny that happened to you at dinner. It might have been traumatic in the moment, but if you can take it at dinner and look at it and laugh, it'll make your night so much better and it will make your partner feel more relaxed and have more fun too. Take delight in comedies and television and movies. You don't always need to watch dramas or the news. You can watch something funny every once in a while and it'll lift your spirits immeasurably. Share funny jokes and cartoons with each other. We always had the Sunday funnies in my house and we would rush around pointing out the funniest ones to each other. It's important to show the funny meme you found on Pinterest, to cut out a funny cartoon that you saw and put it on the fridge for your spouse to see. Those little things can make all of the difference. Create funny Halloween costumes as a couple. And I might dare say, you don't just have to do it on Halloween. Do something crazy sometimes. Do something wild and fun and enjoy it. Go to a skating rink dressed in your disco style and show off. Create a really funny Halloween costume for the party that you're going to. Maybe just have casual Friday and both of you wear ridiculous Hawaiian shirts and lays to the grocery store. All of these things can create fun memories and will give you things to laugh about in the midst of a daily routine. And the last thing is, reflect on funny times in the past together. Write down some of those memories or take pictures and then make time to go and look through them. If you look through your past funny memories, it will help you when you're having a hard day. Or even if you're not having a hard day, it'll make you laugh, make you feel better, and keep the humor in your relationship alive. Together, you can work on a sense of humor. Couples that laugh at themselves or at their situations usually feel stronger when problems arise. I'm not saying you should laugh at your spouse or your boyfriend and girlfriend. That can be hurtful. Make sure they're okay. 
and then help them see the humor in the situation if it's possible or be there for them if they don't think it's funny. You can work together to find the humor and work together when things aren't funny to get to a better situation where you can laugh at something else. Laughter can release so much tension that you're feeling, especially as a couple. If you laugh together, you're going to love life together as well. Good job, Maddie Richards. And she, and I'm not even married, she says. But um, people that laugh together, love together. It's really funny. Here's the deal. I met my wife in high school. By the way, in the front entrance of Highland High School. I walked in. I was wearing my Jerbo jeans. No, that was actually later. <laughs> I was wearing probably my corduroys. Uh, I had my hair fanned up a bit. And... Was just joking around, joshing around back then. What was your your pickup line? Uh, hey, are you from Jamaica? <laughs> because Jamaica me crazy. That was my favorite line. It still is to this day, which is obviously showing you that I don't pick up a lot of people. But my wife walked away after our first interchange. I don't know if that's the word exchange, and she said to her friend, "I could never date a guy like that. <laughs> I, I never know when to take him seriously." Boom. Love. <laughs> so right then, you would think, you know, we're, we don't have the same sense of humor. We don't – we may not – so you, we can be funny. And you have to answer right. this for me, Mike, because you've researched it because you've read the articles. Uh, I may have the doctorate, but you've read the articles. Yeah. Which I've is, read all the research. Yeah. So answer me this. Why – okay. So it's one thing to be funny, but my funny may not be my wife's funny. Yeah. And like my my wife's funny is it's totally not what I find funny at times. <laughs> like it's why are you laughing? Hers is more like if you do something really embarrassing, she'll just start laughing like crazy. Somebody slips and falls. Yeah. Kind her, of. her most her favorite story of all time for me. She just had a lady pay me to go do a speech, and then she told the lady some stuff to use to introduce me, and she she introduced me with my most embarrassing story of when I left my zipper down. When I was just standing there at my wife's workplace. What a great introduction. How many people was this to? uh, 50 principals. 50 people. And so I'm sitting there thinking, that's what she finds funny. But that's embarrassing. And then what I find funny, she doesn't find funny. So teach us. Compatibility and humor. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We got to find a way. Uh, There's lots of different types of humor. Um, And if you go out and you ask people, and there's been lots of research done on this, you ask people, what kind of qualities are you looking for in a potential partner in a relationship? And almost always everyone says sense of humor. You know, that's really important to really, us. Yeah, yeah. But it seems, but that's a blanket statement. Yeah. I mean, because like you said, everybody's got a, a different uh, sense of humor. And so you kind of have to figure out what uh, kind of humor jives with you the best. Okay, that's easy. And and so, I mean, the sense of humor, we, we talk about how, you know, humor is, is an important part of relationships, uh, but it, it's not essential to, to um, a relationship success. But if if it's causing problems, that there, might be it, huh? Yeah, if there's a humor incompatibility, uh, if you feel like maybe the the person doesn't get you or understands yeah. you, it's maybe a little bit deeper than yeah. just a humor no, incompatibility. Huge. Or like if they always roll their eyes like in disgust of your jokes, like oh geez, 
Then, or I have friends that won't let their husbands finish their jokes. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. You told them that last week. Don't do it. No. Okay. Oh, it was funny, but we won't do it. <laughs> so what are some, what's some advice you have? Well, you know, it may not be, not getting a joke, uh, that may not be the problem. It's a lot different when, when you're not understanding the person, I think. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it. And and they don't understand what you enjoy or what you care about because it, humor uh, can be a central kind of connected to your core yeah. beliefs oh, yeah. and, and your center in yourself. Well, and it's, it is it is very personal. It's who you are. So if they're if your partner's not getting your humor or if you can't share the same kind of movies or the same kind of I don't know just jokes, then all of a sudden a certain percentage of you is gone. Yeah, and it, it maybe if the humor and and that may be just. Resolved by talking, yeah, talking about it and, yeah. and getting to know the person a little better. But if if the incompatibility is actually causing uh, relational conflict, for example, uh, if there's a difference in humor that makes one of you feel insecure or less valued yeah. by the other person, then that's a major problem. That's huge. Then, like, if you're put down, if you're laughed at, yeah, then that's going to eventually hurt the marriage. Yeah, and that's something that you need to deal with right away and, and discuss, talk about. It seems like you could try more in all of our relationships to try to understand more. So if, you're, if your husbands find something weird that you don't find funny, but they find it hilarious, you might want to try to understand where they're coming from on that. Or find out from your wife what she does find funny and see if you can't figure out a way to just enjoy that. I just noticed some kids have no humor, no sense of humor. And then I have, I've noticed that my kids do, but I really believe they've been trained in it. So it's a skill. It's a skill. So when we joke about stuff, my kids laugh at grownups a lot more than their friends laugh around us. Like I'll tease one of my, one of my son's friends and he'll look at me like, leave me alone. (laughs) Quit talking to me directly. Can you not ignore me like the other parents do? But I like that. And then my kids will be laughing at my jokes. And I, I, so I do believe it's, it's learned. But part of that is like at breakfast, I sit with my kids and we talk about what makes something funny. Like what was just funny about that elephant falling into that hole? (laughs) (laughs) What's funny about that? And then, well, because we weren't expecting it. Yeah. So something we weren't expecting is funny. Well, Mike, I think you did great. And you're funny. Thank you. And again, I don't care what 250 women say. You're funny. Matt, I thank you so much. You did good. Thank you. No, thank you. <sighs> Humor. Humor in relationships. Hey, coming up, Jenny Layton's going to be joining us. Uh, who better to teach us just about how to be happy than the happy gal? Jenny Layton is the blogger at happy thehappygal.com. We're going to pick her brain about what makes something funny and the importance of humor in our lives and as a generator of happiness. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking humor and your relationships and all of the the many things that it brings. I have found it to be probably the single best tool. Let's be more realistic. It's the only tool in my arsenal. 
<laughs> and some are even It's a good one. It's well, some are the doubting best one. even that because but with my kids, I've got nothing else. How what else can you do? You I don't can know. yell. I don't think yelling works as it well. It doesn't. And you can, you know, you can scream and intimidate and threaten. Threatens one. But the problem is if you're beating them down emotionally, then you're not you're not gaining power with them. So you got to figure out a way to use your humor to get power kind of over the long term. Some people think or ask the question, should I tease my children or my spouse? What would you guys think? Well, I think a well-placed joke in in a certain situation can completely diffuse a conflict. Yeah. But you have to be careful because too much humor can be a really bad thing. You don't want to – yeah, especially – so part of that, I guess, is maybe be thinking long-term versus short-term. I can make something funny right now. Yeah. But – at the expense of their character building long term or their old, own sense of identity long term, their sense of self-esteem long term. Yeah. So really, you only want to use humor as kind of a long term approach, right? Well, how do you do that? How do you di- differentiate between those two types well, of humor? Well, I think if they walk away crying, <laughs> yeah. you've done cross That's the a problem. line. Um, I, and I, I guess you can't you can't force the hand. But part of it, too, is in my family, we – we have certain jokes that have just been running the entire time. And they're dumb, but they're ours. And my kids will say them. So we'll be sitting there and we'll just see a sign as we're all driving from San Diego. Just a sign. And somebody will yell out the name of the sign. And then everyone will make this stupid comment that everyone in my family makes. What's the comment? Well, I'm I so don't curious. know. It's kind of embarrassing. So <laughs> it just shows you kind of. You know. Inside joke. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not really doing. Okay, any 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 word that ends in an er. Oh, oh yeah, it's a verb, I guess. <laughs> but any word in Spanish, um, any any word that ends in an er or an ir or an or, um, uh, elixir. If somebody <laughs> said elixir, then one of my kids would inherently yell out, "Well, elixir, I hardly know her." Yeah. <laughs> right? oh, gosh. No, which is funny. I've heard you say that so many we times. We say it all the time. Yeah. And but it's 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 just dumb. But once it's out there we say another one we hear all through the all through my family is um well that's gonna leave a scar. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will throw a ball at another one. He'll grab his eye and fall to the ground as if he were blinded for life. And then someone will just wryly say, well, that's going to leave a scar. The good thing about those jokes, though, is that they're not hurtful. You know, no. they may be stupid, but they're not hurtful. Well, you know? Yeah, well, they're already in the psyche of my crazy family. Yeah. So it's not like we're trying to be rude. It's just the time, it just gives us a default to go back to. Yeah, because, I mean, I feel like humor is, is a very powerful tool, tool and it's very effective as well. But at the same time, you're just walking on thin ice, yeah. you know, because yeah. you can do some real damage with humor, too. Yeah. You know, if it's biting, then yeah. you can really cause. I, I mean, for example, my, my uh, brother a long time ago said to my sister, like when she started singing, that it, it said some comment like it, she sounded like a, a cow getting run over by a bulldozer or something. <laughs> And my goodness, like that was just one little jibe at her yeah. and stuff. And she didn't sing for years. Oh, see that. See, but that, okay, now look at that. That's ruining, that's the self-esteem hit, right? Yeah. That, she oh, took yeah. it in the self-esteem. Yeah, that can, you have But to you be can't careful. tell when, you can't decide where someone's going to take it. That's true. So until you kind of know them, you really have to be careful. One of the rules is it takes four positives 
or five, I guess, to erase a negative. So I can't just say, oh, I'm sorry. You don't sing like a cow being hit by a bulldozer. You can't take it away with I'm sorry. Yeah. It's going to – Gandhi had a great quote that said, you can't talk your way out of something you behaved your way into. That's a great quote. I mean, it's like he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. But that's how our relationships work. So part of this is you, you probably want to focus more on the relationship value, like your marriage is probably more, in fun, more important than a funny moment. Do you remember the clip of that – the, the the woman, they were on their honeymoon, I think, and she couldn't she couldn't get the speed limit thing down. Yeah. How many miles do you travel in uh, – if, if you were traveling one hour at 80 miles per hour, how many um, miles do you travel? And do you remember? She was like, well, okay, 80. With this calculation, I'm pretty sure it's like 65. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. If we're traveling 80 miles an hour. How many miles do you travel in one hour? Anyway, he was filming her the entire time, and she just couldn't get it. She could not get MPH. And um, <laughs> he just was laughing and laughing and laughing. And it was like an hour. I don't remember how long the whole thing was. But it, he ended up putting it out on on YouTube. It went viral. And she looked stupid. Great video, by the way. Check it out. Yeah, it really it is. It's, awesome. it's pretty funny. But in the end, I guess, make sure that we find – because how many times – I've seen video – uh, stuff on YouTube where the whole thing is just about embarrassing your spouse and yeah. scaring them and then catching your spouse yeah. scared. <sighs> Value the relationship higher than the moment. We don't want to just make funny moments just because we can, right? Yeah, because a relationship isn't worth just a, one joke. You yeah. know? It, it's totally not worth it. It's not. And especially because with some people, they'll never forget that. They'll never forget that. The ER, hey, whatever. What, like, I gotta think of what an are you example. talking about? The ER elixirs. Elixir. Oh. That joke is is just dumb. <laughs> but what actually is really funny about it is it's ours. No other kid. You'll never be in another car where someone will yell elixir and another kid, elixir, I hardly know her. You'll never <laughs> hear that in another car unless there's a Townsend kid in the car. And then. It's just funny. But with us, it's actually just comfortable. It's like, a, it's like macaroni and cheese. Yeah. It's just familiar. It's just what you just want to eat. <laughs> James exactly is like, like macaroni and cheese. Well, what are you thinking? Uh, like what's your comfort food? My comfort food? Um, I would have to say... Cereal. Cereal. I knew it. Cereal's a good one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. What? Not well, to put you down. Wow. That wasn't even funny. That was just mean. That was mean. I felt it right when it came out. <laughs> you regretted it when you were saying. five things. Hey, James. James, you're the best. Cereal's nice shirt. One, Cereal's not two. a comfort food. You're Your great. bald head is <laughs> really good. <laughs> okay. Nice. Hey, here's, a, here's another one. Uh, remember that the funniest moments are usually found, not created. So the minute you're setting up a gig or a, a joke, the minute you're setting up, the minute you're putting – cellophane over the toilet seat it's probably not going to be as funny as you think yeah you know what i mean contrived when everybody's sense of humor i think is different and so there's not a one sense of you know form of humor fits all well dumb and dumber you need to know the person like i don't know if somebody in my family would think elixir i hardly know it would be as funny Funny. no 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 it's not funny i'm telling you that it's not funny it's just Stupid. It's just ours. It's Townsend funny. Yeah. But what it is, it's kind of like, come give me a hug. That's a hug. Yeah. It just feels good. So in our, I mean, it's the dumbest thing. I bet I heard it on this trip 20 times. Or that's going to leave a scar. 
I mean, you just hear it. And But what's cool is it's kind of like we're not going to just sit there and coddle you. So that's going to leave a scar. And what happens, though, is my – do you know how many times I've stopped a child from crying by just making a funny joke? Probably a lot. A lot. Do you know how many kids I've made cry? <laughs> and it doesn't mean you shouldn't go love them and empathize them. But I could go empathize them to death. And there's just also – with five boys, we have someone getting hurt every minute, quite literally. It's just constant. Anyway, uh, good humor means good feelings for everyone. There should be a good feeling at the end. You shouldn't be the butt of the joke, right? You shouldn't be the the punchline. If you're the punchline, it doesn't make anyone happy. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'd love more of your tweets, your favorite date movies as a couple. We also want to hear what uh, what makes your relationship and humor and comedy and fun what, uh, what seems to be going on in your marriage, in your life? Give us a call, one eight five five chat byu Where do you find the humor in your marriage? How do you keep the smiles coming? This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about uh, humor and the healing of humor, the funny, especially when it comes to our relationships. There's so many things that uh, impact a relationship and can improve it. Man, if you could find just the funny things of life and, and let those you know, to the forefront of your relationship, you might have something pretty powerful going. In fact, I was just earlier, we were talking about that humor is in the moment. If you'll just pay attention, there's always funny things going on in the moment. And, um, there is the greatest thing. You've got to go watch it on YouTube. It's, it's called Bodie sleeping while skiing. Is this Bodie Miller? This is no, I don't think (laughs) so. He, but this is Bodie, some cute kid, uh, who you can tell he just had a big long day at the ski resort and they were all stopped. The parents were all talking. And sometimes we just get carried away talking that we don't notice what's going on. Well, the dad apparently noticed that his son had, had fallen asleep standing up in his ski boots. And if you haven't put ski boots on, you're not – until your knees bend, you're yeah, not you're, falling. No, you're not. You're mm-hmm. not going down. So this boy is literally – asleep and just kind of twitching all over the place and nobody everyone else is just talking around him except the dad is filming him and it took some people 30 40 seconds to figure out that oh something's going on here but then all of a sudden everybody gets in on a poor little body you know and then sadly he just his knees buckle and he but he had a helmet on so all's good um it's just the humor it's there it's subtle and what might be interesting um Sean's been doing some research for us about movie date nights actually yeah i didn't i i found an article that yeah that uh talks about the research that these folks have done there's real research this is actually research movie. that's Watch going to put you out of business i wish it would <laughs> i really do so um this is the university of rochester okay uh they're doing they did a study and what they did was, um, well, they had uh, Ronald D. Roga is the associate professor of psychology at the University of Rochester, and he was the lead author okay. on the study. What they did, though, was that they were trying to evaluate these two different types of uh, 
Therapist-led interventions. Yeah. It's called care and prep. Yeah. So, by the way, those are like workshops. Yeah. Prep is like uh, relationship enhancement program. The care method uh, focuses on acceptance and empathy in couples counseling. Mm -hmm. And then prep is centered on a specific communication style that couples use to resolve issues. Yeah. And those are are workshops and interventions. And then one of them is therapeutic where they actually sit with a therapist and have Mm -hmm. an intervention. And the other is just more of a workshop, a class. So they're trying to see – they wanted to measure which one's better. Which one's better. Yeah. Or compare it to something else. And so, Well, that's what they did. They came up with a third method to see if, if this would help out couples. Yeah. And what they had the couples do was they had them watch romantic movies. Yeah. And then, ask, and then they had a, a um, question-led discussion that the couples would go through about the movies. So it's not just watching the movie. They would then have a discussion yes. with mm-hmm. questions they'd go through. And, and then they had a fourth group that had no counseling whatsoever. They so just, they had a control group. They just duped it out. Exactly. Okay. But what they found, well, they expected that the care and the prep well, methods. Sure. By the way, the prep is one of the highest researched programs okay. in marriage enrichment. Well, they thought those were going to have just a, you know, a big effect yeah. on these groups, on these couples. Well, what they found was that the movie intervention worked just as well as both of the established therapy methods in oh, reducing divorce and separation. That's great. And this was in young couples that they tested first. Now, did they have a certain amount of movies? And does did the movie matter? Was it about the movie or was it more about just having time and talking? That's a very good question. Uh, they had 174 couples yeah. that they studied. Uh, those who received marriage counseling or took part in the movie intervention were half as likely to divorce or separate after three years compared with the couples in the control group who received no intervention. Hmm. The divorce or separation rate was 11% in the intervention groups compared with 24% in the control group. Interesting. I so, know why. Why? Because – a lot of couples don't even know this, but if you did no intervention but just mm-hmm. stuck it out for five more years, overall just five more years of waiting, your marriage will tend to improve. See, life changes around it you. It does, yes. But there's there's some keys to watching a movie, time well, together. there's also – they use specific types of movies in yeah. this study. They – they, they eliminated the popular romantic or falling in love movies. So there's nothing like Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, good. Good, actually. What they used was uh, movies that show couples at various highs and lows in their relationships. But sticking it out and figuring it out. Yeah. Things like uh, Couples Retreat was one of the movies yeah. that they used. Yeah. Date Night. Yeah. Um, so those were some of the movies that they used. So then imagine that you go watch the movie together. You see other couples. So this is called normalizing. When you see other couples going through a normal up and down progress – of a relationship, and then you're supposed to ask questions and talk to each other about mm-hmm. it. So you're getting time together. Exactly. You're actually addressing the fact that other people go through these issues. Mm-hmm. You're discussing your own opinions and views about it, and um, I guess you're doing it more than once. So I'm assuming we did. Like, I think they had yeah. them do five movies. So five movies, we would probably not do. We would do it like we would do prep or any mm-hmm. other program, which would maybe be one a week. I don't know how yeah, they did it. Something like that, yeah. But so, again... If you spent – if you just, just do this. If you just spent three hours a week mm-hmm. watching movies that just show normal marital interactions – And then discussing it after. Huh? I'll guarantee you your relationship will in, improve to some degree, um, especially if you did it over time and you did it consistently. This isn't – again, to me, 
Improving relationships isn't brain surgery. Well, I find it very funny that they had to go through a study to do this because... Well, you've been doing it all the time. Exactly. I know, but you're a movie critic. Right. But I take my wife to the movies some, when I'm allowed to. Yeah. And we will discuss the movie on the way home. But see, yours aren't always romance. Sometimes yours are space movies where they're well, shooting Well, there is that other. too, yes. But, but then there's, you know, there's also the Nicholas Sparks movies that, you know... Mm. Yeah. The excitement. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know but uh, some comments, though, that I thought were very interesting. Uh, they, they've actually moved on and are now uh, testing this with couples who have been married for a longer period of time. Okay. And so they, they had a couple who had been married for 16 years. Um, and uh, Mr. Butler, who was the husband in the couple, said, it's kind of powerful. It's like watching a role play in group therapy <laughs> in a group therapy session, but it's a movie, so it's less threatening and more entertaining. Yeah. I like that. That's, yeah. It's easier. It, it is less threatening. Mm-hmm. What is the... You got to pick your movie carefully. Oh, yes. That is true. And But uh, Dr. Roga said, I believe it's the depth of the discussions that follow each movie and how much effort and time and introspection couples put into those discussions that will pre- predict how well they're going forward. Uh-huh. It, I, so here's... Just let me get PhD on you. Okay. Because uh, I'm kind Go of... Go for it. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. Um, There's that. There you go. There's a movie that you. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. That's a relationship movie. There. Um, I so my doctorate is in what's called not movies. My doctorate is in social psychology or symbol and symbolic interaction theory, which basically posits that uh, all symbols in your life are created through your interaction. Okay. For example, you don't know what a pen is. Until you've interacted with it over time. So if I dropped a pen in the middle of the, you know, that's the whole uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy movie. Yes. They drop a Coke bottle Mm -hmm. that falls out of a a bush plane or whatever and lands in the bush. And all of a sudden they don't know what it is, but it must be from the gods. Well, as they interact with this bottle, it actually takes on its meaning. But meaning is created in conversation and dialogue. Yes. So when you sit there and watch other couples going through a trial, up and down, up and down, and you talk about it. You guys are actually creating meaning. Mm-hmm. And if all of a sudden you see a couple going through the loss of a baby, this is why they want um, couples that, that are having fertility issues to come to group sessions and to have a chance to talk as groups and figure out and share their feelings and get their feelings out mm-hmm. because it helps create healthier symbolism as to what's going on oh, okay. in your relationship. So all this is proposing is if you'll spend time talking in a structured way. Not random, not just one person dominating in a structured way. Because some marriages couldn't do this because one partner will dominate. Yes, I can see that. Right? So the structure matters well, that, and the movie matters. Like you've always said, you have to do as much listening as you do talking. That's it. Every time. But then that that creates this better symbolism. Then all of a sudden we have a new symbolism after a movie about – struggles and surviving and success. Mm -hmm. And it's no longer just this utopia where there's just unicorns and butterflies like James always talks about with his passion PhD. It's something different. It's actually life is hard. Sometimes you get kicked in the face and we'll just go get reconstructive surgery and we'll do it as a couple, but I'm here for you. Mostly what we discuss, my wife and I, as we're coming home though is, because I do a a parent sort of review of movies. By the um, way, where would that be hypothetically? Uh, well, it, you see it a lot in the, actually. If you if you look at the Deseret News, yeah, um, it's called Three Points for Parents. 
It usually follows the movie review in the paper. So or let's online. just let's just be very real here. You're 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 a big deal. No, kind of a big deal. Yeah, you you have. A I also have a blog. blog yes, it's which I have parents, not, but I haven't updated it in quite a long time. So, so you're kind of a lazy big deal. I kind of let my blog go. That's all right. You know, I James had to set is all James over, up there. Know. You know, you know. So we always talk real slow, and we yes. look at James. <laughs> Good, James. But you know what? I've got some movie quotes that Come I want to pass by you. That are, are good? that I think are some of the better movie quotes well, about love. Really? Yeah. We can talk about it in the okay. next segment. We'll take a break and do that. I do this though. Where can they go find the movies that they should be watching? That's a good. You know. I, because they don't, I don't think they Personally, released that me, in, the, in the. No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, but why, or, why don't you, as the movie critic, be just no? They, thinking they actually something. do have a website if you want to find out more information about the the research. It's called couples-research.com. Couples-research.com. So there is a website you can probably find. I don't know if they'll have the list of movies there. That's great. But for me, I, as long as you're discussing things with your partner, yeah, I think that's going to be an improvement. Oh, yeah. All, all over the place. If you would go take a date night once a week, mm-hmm. go watch a movie. By the way, that could be a dollar flick from yes, Redbox, right? exactly. And then go sit down and watch it. Boom. You've got – And then gonna, you, grab, you grab the popcorn from the pantry uh-huh. and you're all set to go. Boom. Magic. Well done, Shawnee. We're going to take a break. We're talking humor and healing and relationships. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. That is the hoedown music, of course, meaning it's time to wrap up the show. We are now entering the Z block, the final block of all blocks. Blockity, blockity, block. Today on the show, we've been talking about humor and healing in our relationships and how important it can be to to just have a sense of humor, sometimes to find a sense of humor, and maybe, maybe more importantly, to start sharing the great... Uh, chemical high of a good joke or the chemical high of a good laugh. It really can heal in in an amazing way. It gives us the dopamine, the endorphins. It gives us all those great chemicals that uh, make the world go round. So as we wrap up the show, Sean's been doing some research on what, Sean? (coughs) Sean's got a cold. Yes. No, I actually have a sinus infection that I found out today. Wow. So, yes, this is Can why I sound— Can you not get it on me? That's why I sound so very whitish. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Show you right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I—, I um, after, after reading through this uh, study on movies and couples, yeah. I thought it would be really cool to look at some quotes from movies Funny. about love. Love quotes and how from how movies. some re- how some are ridiculous okay. and some are really cool. So are they trying to explain what love is, and that's what's ridiculous? Well, that's or okay. I'll just, let you decide. Maybe just let us. Here's the first one: Death cannot stop true love. All it can do is delay it for a while. Hmm. What's that from? Any ideas, James? Come no on. Clue. No uh, clue. Death Star. Death. Death. Death Jam. Is Mike back there? Because I can't see him. Yeah, he is. Okay. You have any clue, Mike? Mike, do you have a clue on that one? Mike wasn't even listening. And I'm, I'm sure you've all seen the movie. Is your mic on, Mike? <laughs> Mike on, Mike. No. 
Can we get someone from engineering to turn on mics? Great. That's from The Princess Bride. Oh, I actually actually knew that one. Yeah, I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. So is Mowage. Mowage is what brings Brings us us together together today. today. Okay, that's cool. Um, And then there's this one. You should be kissed and often and by someone who knows how. That, I know that's from. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't expect James or Mike to know, I know this. One. I know this one. That is from James Birdsall's um, <clears throat> trilogy of dating with passion. Ah, yeah. Read, read it again. I thought those were documentaries. They are. Okay. <laughs> you should be kissed and often, yeah. and by someone who knows how. Yeah, that's James. Yeah, uh, I. It was part of my first volume. Um, <laughs> it's coming out in this fall, actually. Volume one. V1. Volume one. Yes, yeah. V one. No, that is wrong. Well, who's that? What's that from? That is from Gone with the Wind. Do you know what? what? Right when you said Gone, I thought Gone with the Wind. Yep. So I was almost there. Mm-hmm. Me yeah. too, actually. I was right on top of that. <laughs> right. It's weird how your brain works. Brett Butler talking to Scarlett O'Hara right there. Okay, that's good. This one I don't know if you'll get or not. This one was a, 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 a movie I, of- I, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, Sean. I haven't gotten either of them. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Um, I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle in your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume, perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Oh, that sounds so familiar. I, that. I know that one. You know what that is from? What is it? Um, it's... Um... Oh. You complete me. Nope. No, no, that's no. Nope. McGuire. No, nope. Huh. No, nope, that's not it. Nope, nope, nope. nope. I uh, can tell you, Billy Crystal said the line. Oh, so it's from or the the quote. It's from when Harry met Sally. Very good. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yes. Bing. Woo. Got it. Wow. I'm so bad. I figured out what was wrong with my. Well, mic, hold on, Mike's way. in. Mike's in. Mike, what was wrong with your mic? Mic update on Mike. The PGM one button was off ah yes. oh, okay yep. one. okay i turned it off actually yeah. great specific on you were sabotaging mike's i was mic. trying to yes. by the way mike that that was part of your um that, that was, was a part test. of that was a test and you, i passed well actually you were supposed to come in about a minute earlier i i knew the princess bride line i wanted to say i knew that one yeah no but i couldn't well, say it because my mic was off me and we me and matt knew it too yeah we knew it. we knew it right when he right. said Purr. yeah mm-hmm. yep all right Here's one for you. Okay. It doesn't matter if the guy is perfect or the girl is perfect, as long as they are perfect for each other. That's Don Shaline. <laughs> that is Don Shaline. He said that to me the other day. Because I'm like, these guys aren't perfect. I actually he, have he a quote it. from Don in my first volume as well. Yeah. Really? It's Don's it. easy to quote. He's yeah. very quotable. Very quotable. He, he, he stole it from Goodwill Hunting. Oh, is that Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting? Hunting? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I'm not even on today. How often does Don quote Goodwill Hunting? I don't know. Honestly, constantly. No. <laughs> I'm sick of it. He's got the posters in his room. All right, let's see if you recognize this one. Okay. Me? You got to imagine this in a female voice, but with my voice right no, just, now, I just cannot try. do it. I cannot try. do it. No, I'm not even going to try. It will hurt. Me? I'm scared of everything. I'm scared of what I saw. I'm scared of what I did, of who I am. And most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling feeling the rest of my uh-huh. whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. That's it. Maddie Richards. <laughs> That's so Maddie. After smoking for about 30 years. 
<laughs> that's Maddie Richards with some major lung infection. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but that's Maddie. I, I, she said that yesterday when she stormed off the show here. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I hope she comes back. Oh, yes. I don't know about that. She'll come back. Who who was that? Who was the she? character's name was Baby. Baby. Um uh oh, the, the pig Babe. No. I've had the time of my life. Oh, uh oh, dancer. Uh, uh what is that Dirty Dancing? Very good. Yeah. Yes. I didn't dare I didn't dare say Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Man, I am This is a family show, Look, guys. That was that was Jennifer Grey. That was her line in there. That was her. That was her big line in that movie. Yeah. You know what is weird? Because when she got that nose job, her yeah, voice changed. I, I know. Did you notice? And so that? did her appearance. <laughs> <laughs> she used to be. She used to have this really sultry voice, and now it's kind of maleish with a cold. Mm-hmm. Very gravelly. Gravelly is yeah. a great way to put okay. it. Okay. Now, one of my favorite movies, and I think a movie that would be great to use as a discussion movie for you and your spouse, Rocky. Although you know, it's Adrian, Toy no. Story Two. It is a it is kind of a tough movie to watch. Okay. But here's the line from it. Why do I and everyone I love pick people who treat us like we're nothing? Perks of a wallflower? Count of Monte Cristo. Holy cow. But oh. the, the but the best the best part of the line comes in the answer, which is we accept the love we think we deserve. Oh, I like that. Oh yeah. That's a that's a truism right there. Yes. We accept the love we think we deserve. Mhm. I'm going to tweet that out right now. But that is that is uh, Sam, who is the the subject of the movie, asked the question, and Charlie, who's played by Emma Watson, mm-hmm. actually, um, says the line that we accept the love that we think we deserve. I love which that. It, it wraps up the it, a lot of the movie. That's going on my Facebook page. Can I have that? But there is there is some stuff in that movie that's it's a little harsh to watch. It is PG-13, it's, so it's not kind of heavy. But it's it, it's heavy in in life. You know, it's, yeah, in, li- in, real, in life, life things. Yeah. So, um, can I just say, I, I think ha- it's I, one of my favorite movies. I've never felt closer to a bunch of guys than right now. Thank you, and I appreciate that. Mike, you couldn't see it, but Mike kind of cocked his fingers like guns. Uh, did he do the gun thing? <laughs> Shot me a bit. Awesome. <laughs> Good show, boys. <laughs> you know what's amazing is we did this without Maddie. I know. I mean, she had a segment, but she wasn't here. Yeah, that's truly amazing. But I think really the key was Whitney and Stephen. Oh, they were so fabulous today. It was great to hear from them and to get the insight into their relationship. Oh, let's let's make a note, producers. Um, write this down. Uh, let's make sure we always have guests because <laughs> this show without guests, yeah. not so good. I'm just telling you, letting you know. Hey, we're out of here, kids. Here's a quote for you. Jason Jordan said, True love does not come by finding the perfect person, but by learning to see an imperfect person perfectly. Jason Jordan. Hey, folks, thanks for listening to the show. Tomorrow we will learn about being a success with serial entrepreneur Michelle McCullough. She'll be joining us. Again, the goal of the show is to help you see the good in the world and to help you find a good life. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow. More fun, more ideas right here on BYU Radio.